Every now and then in business, you meet people who you just know are in your corner 100%. They're full of positivity for what you're trying to achieve, what you do achieve, and when you're feeling a bit low, they're always there with a word to cheer you up or help you look at the bright side of life. One such person is my next guest, Rob Dunn of Australian Extreme Chili Condiments. Rob's based in Cranbach in New South Wales, and he's overcome some serious health obstacles to get to where he's at now in the chili world. So to tell you a bit more about his own chili journey, please welcome to Share the Chili Love, Mr. Rob Dunn. Hey, Scarlett, how are you? I'm good, good. It's a bit wet up here in Queensland at the moment. How's things in New South Wales? Oh, it's the same down here. We're expecting about three to 400 mils of uh, rain overnight, unfortunately, um, in our area tonight. Yes, I've uh, seen on the news there's some flooding in uh, Sapphire. Right about there? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're um, on the mid-north coast and um, having a look at the map there, we're in between sort of Taree and Gloucester. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Not going to be uh, real good for the chili plants this year. <laughs> oh yeah, my my capsicums are falling off my plants too. <laughs> hey Rob, it's been a pleasure knowing you and your family since my first chili festival, Brews Chili Fest, in two thousand and eighteen. And right from the get go, you you were on the blower asking me how can I help. To, and to a newbie festival organizer like me, that was gold. And I want to publicly thank you for your support since then. Oh, thanks, Charlotte. Um, you know that's. It's it's a beautiful community, and um, you know, and we're we're always uh, happy to help wherever we can. Um, you know, like a lot lot of people, sort of, um, you know, like they they want to want to do their their own thing, and and that's their little niche, and they don't want anyone else to to share that little little thing. But we're not like that. Um, one of my good mates, I got him into a chili business, and uh, and they're going great guns, you know, and um, and people quite often say. How can you, you know, like how can you be best mates with, with your competition? And I said, well, at, at the end of the day, if you give twenty chefs uh, the the same ingredients and tell them to make a sauce up for you, not one of those products will end up exactly the same. You're always going to have your your different variations. Yeah, that's true. Now, um, can you tell the listeners how you came? to be selling things like Robbo's Ring Stinger and RC <laughs> Burner at markets and festival festivals and online. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> um, well, what happened was um, I, I had a, win, a window and pressure cleaning business uh, and unfortunately after 20 years of looking up and, uh, and, and basically working with my hands above my head, um, I... I developed uh, a really bad neck with C6 and 7. Uh, the discs actually, one one was pressing on my spinal cord and the other one had actually ruptured and was leaking down the spinal cavity. Um, so here I am after I've, I've been all fixed up, laying in bed, watching a Jamie Oliver DVD. Uh, I've always loved Jamie Oliver, you know, like just he's a, a really quick-witted chef and... Um, and there, there was a section on chili, and anyway, um, and what he what he actually made up was some chili salt, and he said, "Oh, you know, where's it? give it a waz, you know," and in his you know his own own sort of way, and he said, "Put in stuff. the drying cupboard," <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, and 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 that's when Australian Extreme Chili Condiments was born. 
it's I hear stories like this um, so often in in the chili sauce world. Someone's been taken away from their usual line of work, either through misfortune or burnout. Pardon the pun. And they've <laughs> taken up a and they've taken up a hobby to stop going mental from boredom. And then bit by bit, it's turned into a fully fledged business or even or a part time business. Sometimes, does Australian Extreme um, Chili Condiments keep you a hundred percent occupied these days? Definitely, Scarlett. Um, you know, like when, when we first started out in 2014, um, you know, like I, I had I had uh, basically four salts and uh, two sauces, and that was Robbo's Ring Stinger and Robbo's Citrus Kiss. They were our two sauces, and we had five different salts. And, you know, it, um, after after sort of feeling the market out, uh, you know, now we've, we've still got five salts. Uh, we did have a range of up, up to uh, eight at one stage, but we, we sort of nutted out which were the best selling ones and which ones that, you know, um, went with, uh, went better with different cuisines. And, uh, and then we quickly learned in the, in the business that although we called ourselves Australian extreme chili condiments, um, we, soon learnt when we when we started doing markets uh for your general public that around like so let's let's break it down into percentages so out of a hundred percent of people that go to a market okay you might have roughly say forty percent that like chili out of that forty percent you've got your your mums and dads and kids and your grandmas and, and grandpas right now they uh, they probably take up around 30% of that 40%. And then that leaves you with 10%. So you've got 5% that like it really hot. And then you've got another 5% that like it extreme. So that was a, a, a very good lesson we we learned early on when we, we started to do the markets because we'd uh, give people our hottest sauce and they'd go, oh, whoa, oh, oh my God, that's, that is way too hot. <laughs> And run away very quickly to the nearest um, ice yeah. cheese stall. Yeah. <laughs> what was the thing I was uh, well, I think um, a lot of uh, chili sauce makers I've seen on Instagram, you know, they're just starting out and, and I think they're really interested in hearing stories from people who've, who've learnt the hard way, have done the hard yards and have really built their business up. So it's, it's really interesting to hear um, about the steps that you've taken. And I'm also interested about cooking the actual cooking and preparation yep um did you start in your own kitchen and just sell and making it just for your friends and family or did you just go pretty much straight to hiring the commercial kitchen and and going for it okay so pretty much um but before we actually started the business uh i i used to like robbo's ring stinger was my first ever uh chili sauce that i made and I used to make that for mates and and blokes up the pub, you know, they'd they'd go, oh mate, that's awesome, you know, it's um it's great flavour and it's got a great amount of heat and we love keep to keep coming back to it. And um, 
So well, and for, for our um, UK and US um, friends, oh, I have to explain that it's it's pretty Aussie, you know, uh, the ring stinger, you know, the, the ring, or, you know, that's another name for your bottom. <laughs> so there's a little, little bit of uh, uh, linguistic education there. So Robbo's ring stinger, you could not find a more archetypal Aussie name for a product. <laughs> and, the, uh, and the RC burner, you know, clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean um yeah pretty much uh like we 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 come up with all the names but um but yeah basically just just getting getting back to your your question i um uh when when we first started the business i uh i basically started cooking at uh the cranback hotel uh which is uh just up the road 4k's and you know the guys up there just said because I, I like legally, you have to have a, a registered kitchen. Mm. Um, so you know, I'm 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 not one to to do it by halves. I go in, you know, jump in both feet. So we started cooking up at uh, Cranback um, Hotel, and then we were only doing that two days, up to two days a week. And now our business has grown where I needed a bigger kitchen and I needed more. Um, time to, to cook so now we we have a another establishment in Gloucester uh, which is about uh, 25 minutes away and it's a it's a brilliant kitchen anybody that's uh, liked our page on Facebook will, will see photos of me in the in the commercial kitchen there just uh, you know making our products and um, uh, yeah you know like so pretty much yeah we we just went straight into, into the commercial into it, kitchen yeah. yeah yeah good good work yeah um, now, Rob, I've had the pleasure of tasting a few of your products now, and I have them in my little private collection in my kitchen. My <laughs> personal favourite in the dessert range is blushing berry, um, because for me that was like a whole new whole new world. I never thought of chilli sauces for anything other than, you know, savoury condiments for, for food, being of Dutch Indonesian origin, um, sambal, and chilies were very much part of my growing up. Not that I ever ate hot food until I had my first chilli festival. Actually, I think it was my second chilli festival. I started thinking, hmm, maybe I better start being able to eat hot food. <laughs> I feel like I need to be authentic about this. Um, so when I saw your product, the blush and berry, I thought, wow, this is really interesting to me. And I've got to say, I love it. We all love it. It's just perfect on any sort of dessert with pancakes, ice cream, just a whole bottle of it at a time, actually, I think I need. <laughs> we need a bigger bottle. Um, and then there's your sweet cheeks, mango-flavoured chilli dessert sauce. Now, yep. who you did say that you all come up with these names. Is there someone in your family who's particularly good at finding this, or is that you? Like, Who comes up with the crazy names? And can you rattle off some more of your imaginative titles? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's as as I've I've always said, you know, like we're a family business. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm the I'm the person behind the business, but um, you know, my my beautiful wife Rachel, um, she looks after all the financial things and stuff like that, and um, and the kids jump in, you know, like they they help. I mean, you've met our kids at, at uh, different events. And, you know, they're always happy to put their hand up and, and uh, give a hand. And we, when, we, when I, when I want to name a, a product, I'll write down a list and I'll go through, you know, like, oh, yeah, I like that, yeah. And then we do a family consensus. And, a little like I mean, a bit all, of um, a market research, but very in-house. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And you know, and and we always like to have something that's a little bit catchy, you know, and mm. and 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 has that double double uh, take on on yeah, words, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, as most people that that have tried out hottest sauce, it's called Where's the Dunny. And, <laughs> and again, and again for our for our American friends, you know, the dunny is the toilet. Pretty much, the Brits would know what the dunny is, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as you're all aware, my my surname is Dunn, and <laughs> I've I've had the nickname Dunny since the age of, I don't know, probably about, oh, I reckon about eight or nine in primary school. You know, like. Um, people would say, "Oh, there's Dunny," you know, and or you know, <laughs> and there's you... a fabulous double entendre for you right there in your new business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. you know, and, and and when when we came up with that one, um, I was always uh, you know being being told, you know, like uh, people are are asking for you, and uh, and they'd and I said, "What do you mean?" They go, "Oh, yeah, where's Dunny?" Where's Dunny? You know, and I thought, what a perfect name for a sauce. Where's the Dunny? <laughs> the Dunny. <laughs> and Rob, is it a is it one of your hottest sauces? Do you really need the Dunny after that? <laughs> it is. Or is a, it like a, a mild one? No, no, that's our hottest one that we do at the moment. I am working. Um, then on you've a, got the director special, I know. So it, yep. it must be pretty hot. The Where's the Dunny? Yeah. Yes, and we're we're actually working on a another one uh, that's going to be hotter still, and that's. That's uh, going to be called Exit Wound. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm in pain just thinking about that name. <laughs> well, as, as we all know, it's only good chili if it burns twice. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Or if it comes up twice. Yeah. As in my case. I'm the, I'm the jalapeno wimp, as you know, at uh, Chilaga Festival. A few years ago, I, I was given a dare. Um, to eat a jalapeno and I thought oh well how bad could it be you know I mean jalapenos are pretty low down on the scale of, of yes I do remember units. that <laughs> yeah and um I was fine chopping away until I got to the seedy bit at seed as in seeds bit and then uh I just had to go backstage and and, and vomit into the wheelie bin and fully dressed in my chili outfit and I just I'm so glad nobody got that on film <laughs> That would not have been good. <laughs> so I feel quite ashamed about that. Um, and, but I'm never doing that again, I have to say. Um, now, Rob, I know you've been hard hit, like many others in the small business, by the absence of markets and events in 2020. Yep. Um, and, and me as a musician myself and, and, and as an events organiser, you know, I've been hit hard too. So I, I feel the pain of all small businesses. How have you had to adjust to the fallout from the global pandemic? Are you seeing a lot of artisans really struggling and perhaps even folding their businesses? Yeah, look, um, you know, we've, I mean, look, we personally have, uh, have, have got a, you know, a beautiful um uh, customer base and people have have really supported us during COVID. Um, it has been hard times, and you know I'm not going to lie. You know, there's there's no point. You know, sort of you know polishing something and then uh, you know like down the track it's like yeah, well, okay, well yeah, I can't afford that. Um, mm. So yeah, it has been touching and and uh, and and testing times. 
Um, yeah, I do because... recall early on um, that you I spoke to you and you were you were really quite concerned because some of your um your stockists in town had just cut their orders because their restaurants were were not operating and and I do recall you know you were quite concerned so I'm I'm glad that things kind of leveled out a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, it's you know um like with with the restaurant uh, industry you know like that that was what really hit us hard um, mm. because they're regular orders you know we've got one uh, one particular um, restaurant, uh, which is uh, Hamilton's Oyster Bar in in Tunkurry, right on the water mm. there, yeah. and those guys are going going through um, twenty liters of of our RC burner, which is the uh, the chili Worcestershire. Um, mm. They they use that on their oyster skill Patrick, and those guys were going going through one of those, uh, you know, like between a week and a fortnight. And you know when you're talking five liters, so yeah, that's a that's a big quantity, um, you know, of oysters going out. Yeah, yeah, sure is. Um, have you noticed? Have you been to many markets um, at in your area? Have there been many? No, um, unfortunately, you know, down down here in New South Wales, um, all markets were were cancelled. The only markets that were that were allowed were farmers markets. And to in in order to be eligible to do a farmer's market, you have to be basically an artisan and you need to make the product yourself. Right. So, uh, yes, we, we did too. We, we had the Nabiak Farmer's Market, which is uh, just on the highway, and we also did the Gloucester Farmer's Market, um, which is awesome as well. And, you know, like the locals really supported us, and I don't want to just single out locals. I, I, you know, I want to want to uh, reiterate that we had a lot of overseas and and a lot of um, regional people. Um, one person I, I will single out, um, and that's Kelly Owen. Um, she's from from down uh, Aubrey Wodonga way, and as soon as COVID hit, she said, "Oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, um, oh, I'm stuck in the house. Ah, I'll go and order some chili products." And you know, and Kelly's <laughs> Kelly's been a, an absolute gem. She's been um, one of our biggest fans of of our products, and and she's also made a lot of orders and got a lot of people on board as well. But um, so market wise, no. Um, event wise, was great to to be at your event, Chilogan, uh, in December. Now that is the only only chili event or or event full stop that we have been to since COVID broke out uh, early 2020, because uh, unfortunately a lot of, lot of events have just had to pull the pin and, and we were just lucky that uh, they opened the borders and we were allowed through and what a great event it was. Yeah. Look, it's, it's amazing how it did end up being probably the only chili event in in the whole year um, Mm. other than, Maybe one other one. Um, but uh, speaking of festivals, um, Rob, you're really into putting it out there with the crazy chili challenges that, that I, <laughs> I devised for my festivals and, and other festivals have as well, different ones. Um, for instance, Great Balls of Fire and Bad Boy Bangers. Now, <laughs> tell the listeners what's involved in preparing this challenge-level food. Okay, so pretty much uh, 
Um, I've got a, a very good mate of mine, uh, Gordon Griffiths from Griffo's Gourmet Meats in Nabiak. Sorry, I had to put the plug in there for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be sending him the sponsorship documents. <laughs> <laughs> well, Griffo, he put his hand up when I when I said to him, I said, mate, I want to do some chilli sausages. And he said, how hot do you want them, Dunny? And I said, mate, these are competition level. And he said, mm, I don't know. And I said, look, trust me. So I give him a mix, and then uh, he 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 makes it all in his, in his butcher shop at Nabiak. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. And um, so the first time I I picked up the the um the batch, he came out and he said, he said you're insane. I said, <laughs> what do you mean? And he said, mate, my arms have been burning for three days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So what what happened was, uh, and also uh, Griffo's got a bakery next door, and uh, and the the guys the guys next door because Griffo decided to cook one up to see what they tasted like. <laughs> oh, big mistake! <laughs> <laughs> big mistake! Because, because I think um, there was no traffic in the street for a day after yeah. a few minutes. <laughs> It took everyone's breath away in the in the bakery and also in in uh, Griffo's <laughs> shop as well. But um, so that gives you an idea of the level. But uh, when when I make the the great balls of fire, um, I make them in in my commercial kitchen, um, and I, I I am serious about it. Um, a lot of people think I'm joking. They've seen photos of me with a respirator on and things like that. Yeah, that's um, a classic. I, I love that photo of you with the, you know, the gas, the mask on. <laughs> and people think it's just a put on. But seriously, I cooked up some chilli the other day. I uh, just put some of uh, some chilli sauce in, into a dish and the whole kitchen was filled with fumes and I was coughing mm. and sneezing and, and, and Sean, my husband, came up and said, oh, are you all right? What's happening? You know, having an asthma attack. And I said, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I can only imagine how bad it must be when you've got these competition level sausages cooking away. Oh my gosh. It's, I don't think many people um, could comprehend that, the, that volume of fumes. No. Well, um, you know, like a, as you know, in a commercial kitchen, the, the fans are like your exhaust fans are, are yeah. very strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> even when, when I'm in there doing doing the great balls of fire, and I and I'm because what I do is I cook them up, and then they then they're uh, they they're put in in uh, refrigeration, and then they're taken to the the venue. They're always made the day before the um the event. Yeah. So does that add to the intensity? Like um, you know, a good like a good curry will be better the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Are your balls really hot? The next day? <laughs> Especially when they're covered with where's the Dunny Directors Blend as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Adrian Zakaro, said to me yesterday, "You know, Sandra, I've never seen Rob eating a chili." <laughs> <laughs> Said, mm, I don't know, maybe he's too smart for that. But uh, I thought it was an interesting comment. Um, <laughs> no, I do um, eat chili. I, I have chili with uh, with every meal, even breakfast. Well, that's right. I said to him, I see on your Facebook page all the time you cook with it all the time. But I think he means at a at a comp- at a um festival when we've both been we've all been there together. And, and he's you know. Oh yeah, no, nah, my name's Billy, not silly. One, but no, that's yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob, I hope I'm going to see you at the Townsville Chili Fest. That's Chiliville at the end of. August. 
up in tropical North Queensland. I know it's a long way for you to come, but if there's anyone who can do it, it's you. Otherwise, there's <laughs> Briz Chili Fest Halloween coming up in October, of course. Yeah, well, that'd be and then yeah, that's awesome. Right. And then Chilogan Festival in November. Tell me a little about how much preparation is involved in attending far-flung festivals. I believe you've got a very special vehicle that's close to your heart, but <laughs> perhaps not your wallet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my beautiful uh, candy apple red XR8 um, with the number plates chilies. Um, yeah, she she's my baby, um, 260 Boss V8. You know, there's no substitute for cubic inches. And um, <laughs> so that's my baby. And, um, yeah, she, she's given me given me a bit of grief of late. Um, I You know, I had, had a lot of problems with her, but... Um, when it, when it I actually... think it'd be fair to say that she's probably menopausal, really, isn't she? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they, are, they can be a bit troublesome, speaking from experience, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but we get menopause too, so I'm told. <laughs> we mean well, but yeah. <laughs> things can get ugly every now and then. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you. <laughs> and she's, she's dropped bits and pieces out, you know, on, on, your, on your way to places. I, I've followed your, your adventures or misadventures on Facebook with that, that darling car of yours. Yeah. Um, the, the worst one was, um, oh, the worst damage that, that's ever happened was when I, I went to a festival up in Toowoomba and um, I was coming back through the Logan Motorway, uh, staying on the Gold Coast for the night with my son and um, it was absolutely flogging down with rain and, you know, on the highway it was 110 and everybody was doing around 70, 80, that you know that shows how 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 you know bad the road was. So anyway, uh, we're cruising along, and then all of a sudden, bang, bang, and it felt like somebody had just hit the car, you know. And and um, yeah. what it was, it was uh, a massive pothole, and we we couldn't see it because it was yeah. filled with water, and it actually um, it bent the bent the front end, uh, and also um, it blew both my passenger side tires front and rear and uh, we had to be towed off the Logan motorway but while we were there uh, like well, when we when we first did it there was two cars pulled over a little bit further up and I thought okay so that's happened to them as well I would say mm-hmm. and uh, and then while we were there for a half hour waiting for is it RAQ is that what it's called RACQ um yeah while we were there waiting there was another another 10 or 12 vehicles that that uh were in the same predicament and that cost thousands of dollars that one because of fence strut towers that did everything yeah the only mobile was well and truly stumped after that do remember that i really felt for you um rob it's been a pleasure talking to you and, and no doubt some listeners will want to pop over to your website and take a look at your products. Um, we'll have that info in the podcast link. And for those yep. of you with good memories, tell us the website and Facebook pages that you host, Rob. Okay. So the website is australianchilicondiments.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we <laughs> we chose a long name, so australianextremechilicondiments.com <laughs> wouldn't work. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> is there a limit on how, many, how long it can be? Yeah, I mean, I thought some of mine were long. (laughs) 
Why, why do you think when I send parcels out, it's, it's shortened down to AECC? <laughs> oh, absolutely, yep, yep. I find myself doing that too. Um, Save me a fortune in ink. AustralianChiliCondiments.com.au. Yes, AustralianChiliCondiments.com. Yeah. And uh, also uh, our Facebook page, which is Australian Extreme Chili Condiments. And uh, you can also follow us on Instagram as well. We're Australian Extreme Chili Condiments. We are everywhere. You are everywhere. So, and you've got a special offer for the podcast listeners, Rob. Um, type in the promo code podcast at the checkout to receive another 10% off your order. Does that sound yep. right? Yep, you got it right. Oh, I'm loving these specials. So, Rob, it's been great talking to you and I hope people have enjoyed this podcast. Tune in again next week for another great guest. I uh, wish you all the best and I hope it doesn't start flooding down where you are. Wherever you're listening from, we wish you a good night and stay spicy, Rob. Yeah, thanks, Scarlett, and uh, love to you and the family. And uh you know, can't wait to catch up again at one of your awesome events. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can make it to to Townsville, and um, we're, we're still working on that one. Whether we fly up or, or whether we actually, you know, like do a do a road trip. Yeah. Um, so we'll get back to you on that one, but definitely we will be at British Chili Fest, and um, you can try our great balls of fire. <laughs> now you've got me mistaken for someone with no brain. <laughs> <laughs> My brain doesn't deal with that level of pain. And on that note, we'll say good night. <laughs> All right, good night, guys. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Share the Chili Love, coming all the way from down under. In the meantime, stay spicy.